0: The Diamond Niners Weekly for week 12 of the 2021 season. We're live on YouTube on a Thursday night talking about your nationally ranked Charlotte 49ers baseball team. Man, I love saying that. That never gets old. I'm just gonna keep on saying it. As always, this is Nick joined by Kevin. What's up, Diamond Nation? All the way back from Norfolk, Virginia, and back in the CLT this week, Coach Woody. Hey everybody and making it all happen producer brad hey hey. all right here we are we're back another thursday night in the queen city we appreciate everybody tuning in uh as always if you're listening live on youtube and we've noticed more and more people are doing this every week so chime in on the chat function say hello you don't have to have a question say anything you want to we love hearing from you guys uh, questions comments whatever chime in on twitter we had some good twitter twitter interaction last week going on as well during the nfl draft no less so go ahead and say hello uh honestly your your, your interaction makes this this is already fun and your interaction out there uh in niner nation makes it even more so so feel free to do that now let's jump right in um We've got uh, a, another great weekend of home baseball coming with, uh, with, with Marshall rolling in. Huge implications, which we'll talk about, which that's just get used to that, folks. Every weekend from here on out is going to be huge implications because the, the, the guys have earned that right to, have to play for high stakes. Uh, we're going to start. Let's go back to last weekend and take a look at that Old Dominion series. A long weekend, a tough weekend. Niners, Niners end up dropping three of the four games. Um, some good things to talk about. Uh, some other issues we can take a look at. But first, Coach Woody, uh, let's just talk about your experience last weekend at Old Dominion. We knew they were tough. We knew they played great at their place, and and they lived up to the billing.
1: Yeah, I mean, they held serve at their at, at their home site, and we held serve at ours. You know, that's what um, you know. I know at, at times we reference. Uh, we referenced you know chess on this show because I grew up playing it a good bit and that sort of thing. But um, you know, like world chess championships, you know, it's never decided by one game. It's never decided by three games. It's, it's never decided by eight games. It's always decided by an odd number. So it's either seven, nine, 11, 13, that sort of thing, because the best players in the world, when they, when, when they go head to head, like they just beat each other. And you know, it's not, it's, so if like the number one player in the world plays the number two player in the world, like if you play, if those guys play eight games, it's going to be four to four more, more likely than not. So, um, as disappointing as last weekend was, um, you, you know, and the competitive nature and myself, our coaching staff, our players, and everyone affiliated with our program, we're certainly not pleased with how last weekend went, but you know, from the you know, looking at things from the big, through the big picture lens or from 30,000 feet, whatever you want to call it, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you're playing eight games with two top 20 teams in the country, you know, back and forth. And like I said, um, you know, we held serve here at the Hayes. They held serve, you know, there at Norfolk and um, it is what it is. You know, it'd be cool actually to play one more game at a neutral site, which, which may happen here in a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. Just, just hold that thought.
1: So, (laughs) You know, I mean, that's that's how it goes. I mean, if you – you know, we don't have time to sit around and feel bad for ourselves and, and wish we would have or could have done this and that. You know, they're a really good team. They're, Coach Fenwood's one of the best coaches, um, certainly in our region, and he's been in the conference a long time. Um, they certainly had a lot to play for uh, emotionally last weekend. You know, and like I said, they're a really good team. I mean, the average age of that lineup, they're probably – everyone. you know, their average age of their hitters is probably 22 and a half 23 years old. I mean, just – um. Again, they're just, they're really, really good. So um, how we felt on the bus ride home uh, last weekend, I would imagine is probably the same that they felt on the way home uh, two weeks ago. So, you know, they responded and we plan to do the same.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I did get a chance to to go up to Old Dominion uh, this weekend. I wasn't there on Sunday, but I was there Friday and Saturday. Um, was that your was that your first trip it was to Old Dominion, or had you played there before? I don't think I asked. That
1: you. was the first time I've been to Old Dominion since I was a no, since I was the pitching coach at Virginia Tech in 2014, and then before that, I was pitching coach at UNC Wilmington when I think they were in the CAA, and we went up there yeah. for the conference series in 2013. Um, so that was the third time I've, I've been there, and I've I've been to recruiting events in the summer and fall there, um, you know, evaluating players. But that was my third time as far as playing. Yeah.
0: Now this, at what you know, the the first thing that struck me was man, especially Friday, but starting game on Saturday, that win. Man, that was something else. I know you you mentioned a week, several weeks back, that the wind at Western Kentucky on Sunday was really blowing out. Where where would you put Where would you put Old Dominion's Friday wind against that Western Kentucky breeze?
1: Honestly, it's not even close. Western Kentucky was way was way windier. Like wow.
2: Was,
0: I mean, Western
1: Kentucky, you could say that it was um, not unplayable, but it was. I mean, it was, I mean, there, there wasn't a single fly ball that was routine at Western Kentucky and there was, there was fly balls that weren't routine in Norfolk, but, um, Western, Western Kentucky was the, was the windiest by far.
0: Yeah. Well, Wow. That that really says something because that was seri- pretty serious on Friday. And Kevin, I, I you you were finding uh, you found an article about the <laughs> about the chemistry building out there in center field being new, and that that somehow creating uh, an additional wind tunnel out to right. Is that did, I think you dug that up, right, Kevin?
2: Yeah, I think that the article came out before the game uh, to the ODU uh, site, saying that uh, they had just completed that chemistry building and uh, right in dead center. And uh, it kind of shifted the wind. Uh, I think Coach Finwood commented it shifted the wind, and it was really shooting out towards right center um, now. And uh, said so they benefited uh, a little bit from that this year, and uh, some of their offensive numbers have benefited as well as you can see. Yeah, for sure.
0: I will say though, some of those shots that Battle hit, he, he didn't need. He didn't need a lot of wind. That 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 guy's swinging a great stick right now. He is. Yeah, he's a really good player. Yeah. He's he's a good player, so it's fantastic. Uh, fantastic weekend with the weather, as far as that goes. Um, so the Old Dominion gets off to a good start on Friday, and they get that game. Uh, I thought, Coach, that that our guys responded really well on Saturday in Game One of the doubleheader. Uh, Andrew Lindsey did the job again, and um, I thought our guys played with a lot of. Um, uh, with a lot of energy and a lot of, a lot of, uh, attitude.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, I thought we did, I thought we did all four games, you know, it just, um, we just executed and, and played at a higher level there that game too. And, and it helps when you have uh the performance that Andrew Lindsay gave us, uh, and Christian Lothis coming in there, I'm um, at the back end. So um, those guys threw outstanding and I mean, the only two runs they scored were courtesy of two walks, um, I think those might've been the only two walks we had on the day and both of them scored. And, um, you know, so that just got, I mean, just goes to show you how, I mean, how good that lineup is, uh, how well does, how, how well Andrew and, and CeeLo threw the ball, be, you know, because, you know, holding them at bay. So yeah, it was, you know, that second, that second game is, is more our brand and what we're capable of for sure.
0: You could see, um, Lindsay was, was so dominant, um, really there at the end of the fifth, um, the old dominion was starting to feel a little bit and like, maybe they were about to get back in that game and he slammed the door on them so hard that like people in the stands got up and started leaving. <laughs> it was like, okay, maybe we'll come catch you the second game or something later. We're going to get something to eat. I mean, you could just feel the energy change at the end of the fifth. They're like, Hey, we're, we're going, we're about to get something going. We're about to get to this guy. And he's like, mm, no. And then that just, that game right there, that was sort of an inflection point where where they didn't. Once he once he got out of trouble right there, it was like, okay, we got this.
1: Yeah, Andrew works really really hard. So um, I mean, every starting pitcher, uh, the numbers show tend to kind of gradually decline as the outing goes, um, but Andrew's decline is much more like flat than than most starters. You know, most starters are kind of more you know, kind of go on, go like this. And then Andrew far as far as velocity and stuff, it's much more like flatter and he can actually, he can bolt up when he kind of needs to, as far as his stuff goes. So um, plus he's got heavy sink on his fastball. So, you know, if the, you know, the velocity can actually hold or go up at times as he goes, but the, the, the sink actually improves as the game goes as well. So second and third time through the orders, the hitter, you know, the hitters can actually face a little bit tougher version of him. Uh, compared to most starting pitchers, so we know that as a staff, and um, you know, we trust him and, and try to stay with him as long as we can because of that.
0: Yeah, and um, so, and I'm just going to go ahead. We'll move forward to Game Three, and obviously, fans know. Anybody listening to the show knows that the game didn't didn't go uh, the way you know we would all want it to. But the thing on everybody's mind, and I know you got you're limited in what you can say, but I'll just just go ahead and put it out there because that's what everybody wants to know. Um, in Game Three, uh, Dominic Polavli took a pretty pretty serious spill there and was was down for a while and and, and got up and and eventually was removed from the field with a with cart. Um, what what update can you give? What what can you say about Dom's condition and and let let everybody know you know what what you can.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it was kind of a freak thing. Uh, I'm a low line drive into left field. And he's coming down the ball and um, you know I, I don't know if it was a there was a kind of you know a divot or something you know pat you know patrick grass that was a little bit uneven but you could kind of see like he kind of caught his footing on something and yeah he just tweaked his knee and and he was in a good bit of pain so we got him got him off the field and uh brianna richards our athletic trainer is the best around and um she and our doctors here are taking close looks at him and you know we'll know more here uh tomorrow i think he's got he's got another appointment so um wouldn't expect to see him this weekend and um, you know, whatever, you know, whatever, um, it is he's dealing with, we'll manage it and get him back as soon as we can.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and I know everybody here wants to, you know, let, let Dom and, and his folks know that we're thinking about him, And we certainly all wish the, wish the best. Cause anytime you see somebody, I, I it's just really shocking. I know. I mean, people get kind of nicked up and different things all the time, but when you see somebody go down like that, it was so immediate. And I mean, it was really, um, I, it, I, I thought honestly, Coach, and and you can you can disagree, uh, agree, however however you want to handle it. But I thought that was kind of an inflection point, maybe for our weekend as well. Is it really? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can see already. You're you're looking different, but it was it was in mine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, no, I, mean, I didn't feel as good afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: you know, we, we certainly you know, when we're at full strength, we're certainly morale is, is high and and energy is good and this and that. But, um, you know, here we are in week 12. I don't know if we've had a, I don't know if we've had a week in the season where we've been at full strength. I mean, it's kind of, you know, I think if this had been, I mean, from just from a morale standpoint, um, you know, I don't necessarily think that that it affected. I mean, Dom's one of our, one of our best players and, and leaders, you know, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know those things we feel, but as far as you know, I don't. I didn't feel any sense of like the team, um, you know, losing any air and you know, winning sales or anything like that. It just, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where um, that happened, and then we just got really outplayed pretty much the rest of the weekend.
0: And you know, I, you you made reference to it, and we'll we'll make reference to this as far as Game Four, Sunday's game those were unusual circumstances to say the least um, because of, of everything that their program has been through and that coach Finwood has been through. And we moved the game time um, for, uh, for Memorial service for coach Finwood's wife on, on Sunday. And then we played the game. And uh, again, I'll let you, I'll let you agree or disagree with me. And and I'll know by the look on your face pretty quickly. Uh, (laughs) I had going into Sunday. My thought was I didn't know which way Old Dominion's team would react to just the emotional buildup of Sunday. Either they were going to be my, – my thought was they were either going to be a little drained by the whole thing and maybe come out a little flat or they were just going to be just hell-bent on, and on a mission. And, and it kind of looks like it was the second, the, the latter thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to know, you know, unless you're, unless you're a part of their program and walk in their shoes, it's hard to really know what they were feeling and that sort of thing. But you have to imagine that there was certainly um, a level of inspiration there. But like I said, I mean, I thought Brooksy, I thought Brooksy looked like a continuation of himself in the first inning there, um, you know, and then we came out in the second inning and uh, we got to two strikes on Gariola and, um a pitch got away from us for a hit by pitch. And, you know, there, I just felt, I just felt like, you know, um, you know, for, for whatever, one reason or another, I, I felt like, you know, Brooks, Brooksie wasn't quite as sharp um, and, you know, lost some, you know, lost some execution there and the inning got away from us, but uh, you know, and, and you credit their hitters a lot. Cause they, cause they, um, when we did make a mistake, they didn't miss it. So, you know, I felt, I feel like it's a combination of both. I feel like it's a combination of their, their team certainly being inspired and, and, and having the will to win, but also, you know, I think we, I think our players were, were competitive and had the will to win and, you know, we just didn't execute. So, um, you know, we got back, we get back on the bus, we come back to Charlotte, we, we hit the reset button, we get back to practice, we get back to work and, you know, we move forward. That's just, that's just part of it. So, um, you know, I think it's a little bit of both. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like, I wouldn't say that they were, they were so inspired and, and our team wasn't and we laid down. It was just, you know, our guys, our guys competed really hard. I mean, I said it in the post game uh, to Sean and that, you know, I walked, I watched our team walk off the field and I see, I see Carson Johnson and Todd Elwood and Aaron McKeithen and Dra- Jack Dragham and Austin Knight and, Gino Groover and Craig Keichel, and all these guys just covered in dirt, covered in sweat, covered in grass. Like they looked like they were, you know, they looked like they had laid it on the line, and we just got beat. So, um, you know, over the course of a 50 game, 56 game season, and you're playing a top 20 team in the country, and the margin error is going to be pretty small. And, you know, if you executed a probably a C or a D level, um, and the other team plays their A game. That's going to happen. So uh, we're you know we're capable we're certainly capable of playing uh, an A or a B game um, against those guys. And when we do at our place, you know, we're three or four. So you know I don't I don't I don't think we you know I don't think we overanalyze that series too much. And the fact that over the course of two weeks we were four and four. You know, I, I think I think we're likely to have a neutral site deciding game in a couple of weeks, but for now, we're just dialed in on Marshall and getting ready for them.
2: You mentioned uh, Andrew Lindsay had a good pitching performance on uh, Saturday. I thought uh, Geestin came in and, and had a great performance as well. Uh, and saw in the, in the release today that he's going to start this weekend against Marshall, uh, his first start of his collegiate career. Can you speak a little bit about his performance uh, and – his progression through the season and, and leading up to uh, earning a start on the weekend?
1: Yeah, we've wanted to start Spencer for a number of weeks now, truthfully. But uh, I mean we we're not I mean, we're not eighteen and six in conference USA and we're not um you know, we're not what, thirty-one and fourteen without without his twenty-one appearances. Um, you know, and those high leverage innings he's been throwing for us. So, and he's just been pivotal and pivotal for us. And it's allowed us to not really have to um, overwork Christian Lothis and Jackson boss. You know, we, we've been able to spread out some of the leverage innings to those guys and others uh, over the course of the year. But, you know, with four game series, I mean, you pretty much have to have two closers and you pretty much have to have two middle game leverage guys. And, and Spencer's been, one of those for the entire season. Um, but we just feel like at this phase of the season with how he's thrown um, with where, you know, the, you know, how some of our other bullpen arms have developed and showed, shown, shown you know, to be very promising in terms of how they performed lately and, and trying to put them into more, you know, some other guys and some key leverage roles. Um, we just feel like it's time for Spencer and we feel like he's ready and he's earned it. And we've said it, you know, weeks over the course of the season, we feel like, we feel like goose is, one of the best left-handed pitchers, certainly in Conference USA, if not the country, and you know he's ready. He's earned it, and just as y'all, just like you guys are, we're all excited to see him start as well, and let him go. And I think that I think the experience this weekend will, and and starting this weekend and starting next weekend and moving forward, I think you know come postseason play, it's going to only benefit because now we've got you know a lot of guys on our team that have that have gotten starts. And, um, you know, so when we get to play, you know, in the postseason, and, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're not relying on just two, two starters or three starters and, um, you know, one closer it's, it's, we've had guys throw in a multitude of, of, of uh, roles. And so this is, this is, you know, this is one Spencer's earned it and he's ready, but two, this is about, this is about setting us up to be, in as good a position as we can be moving forward.
0: Continuing on that same theme, Coach, of, of young guys making the most of their opportunities, uh, you gotta love what um what Lou James Groover, LG3, what LG3 has been doing. He had he had a great weekend at uh, at Old Dominion.
1: Yeah, he was eight for 17 last week, I think, with um only two punch outs and and three RBIs, slugged five eighty eight and played really good defense. Uh, twenty nine put outs only one error so um you know he's just been he's been while we're we're getting close we're getting close to getting McCabe back um you know so to have his um, you know his his level of play at first base and in our lineup um while we're down big maple it has been has been tremendous and um uh, you know i just i will i will say that uh you know we' we've been without we've been out without um the james for couple of days he's 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 with he's with family and and I'll, our whole coaching staffs um his grandfather passed away so I'll just say that our you know I'll just ask that everybody listening and uh I know the people listening here are mostly friends and family members of the program that you know everybody's um please send your thoughts to the Gruber family um you know when you see them this weekend as, as they've they've had a loss and and um we're all thinking about
0: them. wow yeah, certainly. All our best uh, out to the Gruber family. That's that's tough. Uh, always hate to hear about things like that. Um, and then especially, you know, I mean, <laughs> these yeah, it's easy to forget. I mean, it's not really when you when you spend as much time around as we do. But I mean, these guys are these are college kids, you know, and and they got all the pressures on them. The baseball, it's it's exam, you know, it's exam week. I think. Um, and then something like this, and that's just, you know, yeah, certainly hate to hear that. Uh, all our best to, uh, to the Groover family. Um, well, Kevin, I'm going to, we're, we're going to start rotating towards talking about the coming weekend here in a minute, but I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm gonna, I'm going to make one last comment about last weekend to you, Kevin, because, because Woody, Woody's not going to want any part of this and, and, he, you know, what he's not going to be part of this, but you know, there were some other people last weekend that kind of had a bad weekend. If you ask me, and and they weren't on either team. Let's say, I mean, there were some, there were some some good performances on both teams, but it seems like there was some some other people kind of around the game that were having some bad problems, and I don't know. Just seems. I mean, you know what I'm saying, Ken. I'm not. I'm not following. Nick. I'm not following. You, you don't. You. You didn't notice the other guy. That the other people maybe not having a good weekend. You didn't notice him? Okay. Some people do. Some people know. You all know. You just don't want to say anything like me. But that's okay. That's why I get paid the big bucks. Woody's just gonna sit there and smile. Like I don't know. I don't know. We talk about. We talk about it in the stands, though, Coach Woody. We talk about it. Sorry. For anybody that doesn't know, DM me later. I'll tell you who's having a bad weekend. Anyway.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's laughing. So let's give everybody an update. Um, you know, rankings are such a – I know. Coach Woody is like, ah, we don't care about the rankings. Fans do. We do. We pay attention to them. We got punished a little bit for for basically splitting the eight-game series, but it's all good. Still 23. Uh, drank 23rd D one baseball 22 USA today, the N C B W a, which I look forward to saying every week, baseball writers poll 20, 19 perfect game and 21st in baseball America. Um, so w- what we're still talking about is after eight games, you mentioned it, Woody, that we got, we got two teams that were top 20. They went toe to toe. They split eight games and we still have two top 20 teams. So that's, you know, that is what it is mm-hmm. now. Let's talk about this. And and you there may be things you you can say you can't say on this front as well, but we'll ask Um, the NCAA has updated its calendar. It was going to be for Monday. They were going to announce 20 host sites. Uh, Out of the possible, the 16 host sites, they were going to announce 20 possibles. I think they pushed that back again today, back to like maybe next Thursday or Friday. Um, But we did confirm that the Niners are in the mix. And coach, I mean, this is probably the part you want to comment on. The Niners haven't done anything on the field to remove themselves from that, you know, from that mix. I mean, not, not in this podcast host opinion anyway.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, um, so it's a it's a what? It's um 14, 14 week regular regular season. You know, week 15 is commerce tournament, week 16 is NCAA regional, 17 super regional, 18 is college world series begins. So I mean, for me, the way I look at it is is is, is the deeper you, you know, here we are, we're we're at the back end of week 12, you know, for whatever discussions there are going on, they're 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 positive ones. That's great, you know. I mean, that's that's great. So, um, you know, it just in week 12 means more than week 11, more than week 10, more than week nine. You know, it's preseason all-Americans, preseason rankings, that stuff. That's where you know that's virtually meaningless. I mean, can you guys, I mean can anybody even name the preseason top 25 at this point? Right. Like it's, but every year, every year, these things get, you know, they did at at the, at the phases of the year, they get discussed, but, you know, on both fronts, you know, here we are week 12 and we're in the discussion for some really cool things that our guys have worked really hard for. And that's awesome. Uh, But at the same time, three months from now, when we're in August, we're we're not going to remember the top, the, the rankings and where we were week 12. That's not none of our goals that we set forth as a team or a program are can be accomplished in week 12. So we just keep going. And I know that's cliche and I know that's coach speak, but I think that's the kind of the mindset that's gotten us to this point And we're just going to continue.
0: I just want to, I got a cut, we got some things coming in on the, on the, uh, on the chat box. Uh, nice. Your boy, your boy, Feet Davis so is feet. now my boy, Feet Davis, because he backs me up. He knows who I'm talking about. He said, We all saw it. Yeah. So, Feet knows what's up. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, Kevin left me out to dry. Kevin's like, I don't know what you're talking about, Nick. My boy, Feet, oh. Feet's like, I know what you're I'm, talking about.
2: We all saw it. I'm a, I'm a little slow, Nick. I forgot. I forgot about I'm a little slow No. No, I don't ever forget. It when, don't ever forget. Well, it's all good. But well, we so all saw it. And, and, it hadn't been ranked in, in ten years and it's it's awesome to talk about rankings as fans it's also going to talk about the Niners putting in our host uh, a bid to host the regional and we were in discussion when week twelve here um it's great to talk about as fans uh, I know you guys have uh bigger goals at stake and um and you keep keep the the work on the field and we'll keep talking about the the stuff that's doesn't really matter in the long run, but it's nice to talk <laughs> about and
0: Hey Kevin, I, hold on, was, Kevin, hold on, Kevin, hold Kevin. I wanted, I want since since I, wanted, I wanted to I want to bring up something that matters. Can I got, do that? I'll bring it. up something that matters. We got a we got a shout out on in the on the, the YouTube chat from our our guy Sydney Pike. Oh yeah, he says Go Niners. So let's talk about something that matters. Uh, Sydney got some big news this week that we saw. So since since we're since we're t- in the middle of talking about stuff that don't matter, Coach, like, maybe throw in something about Sydney who we all have uh, so much appreciation for. How about say we say something about Sydney that matters? How about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, Sydney Pike, he, he's the, he's, he's the engine that makes our program go. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's a Swiss, Swiss army knife. He's, he's here. He's one of the first ones in every morning. He's one of the last ones to leave. Heck I, I'm I think he's, I think he's, He's crashed on, on some couches here at the stadium here um, you know, over the years. Um, you know, he does the, everything from lining the field to feeding the hack attack to putting up the practice plan each and every day to um, laundry to making sure the locker room is big league when our guys walk in. I mean, You name, you name it, Sydney does it. Um, rubs up the baseballs. I, I mean, I can go on and on and on. And, uh, you know, it was announced, you know, we announced today that, that, that Sydney was selected um, by USA baseball this summer to, to be uh, um, a full-time baseball operation intern for um, you know, one of their teams in the happy league, the, the Bluefield Ridge runners. And, um, you know, there was a full, I mean, it's a full, it's a full-time deal and very, very competitive. There's, there's, there's hundreds of, of applicants that want these types of positions, you know, and, and you know, Sydney's a no brainer. I mean, he's just an absolute no brainer and he's one of those guys that you're around every single day and, and you kind of have the thought and you're like, man, where's he going to be in 10 years? Where's he going to be in 20 years? Because he's just got, he's got that kind of motor work ethic, um, you know, incredibly friendly and, and, um, you know, our guys love him and he's sharp. So he's got everything going for him. And we're, we're not the same program
0: without him. Congrats, Sydney. You deserve it, dude. That's awesome. We're all very happy for you. So see right in the middle of things that don't matter, like rankings, we dropped something that does matter, like congrats to Sydney. So see, we're, we're versatile here. Diamond Niners Weekly. All right. Well, we're going to, let's, um, Move forward. We, we, you know, we talk about top performers right here, but we've kind of already, kind of already touched on top performers. We really need to go with that. Why don't we, Kevin? Why don't we jump down to, to ask Coach Woody and uh, let's let's roll from there.
2: All right, all right. We got a question for Ask Coach Woody this weekend or this week. Um, this this question comes from Brian. What's up, Brian? Uh, Coach, you have you have commented on the importance. Of playing midweek games, and continuing to continuing to play in previous weeks. How do you manage workload this time of year as the regular season is winding down, and how do you keep your players rested and ready for the postseason play?
1: That's a great question. Um, it's something we put a lot of thought of, um, you know, a few weeks in advance. We we knew uh, when we when we got into week. Let's see, week you know week eleven this past week was UN at UNC and at at old dominion we 10 was at appalachian state and home versus old dominion so we knew that we had 10 games eight versus top 25 one against the premier program and one on the road up in appalachian state and you know so we had we have 10 games in a really short span with finals coming up so our, our normal routine is for our guys to have mondays it's kind of an off on your own day we have we have um, a lot of guys getting treatment um, guys get COVID tested from 8 to 10 a.m. window, and then guys get treatment starting at 11 o'clock on Mondays, and then there's an optional position player lift on at 1 o'clock for guys, and the pitchers have open field, open indoor from 1 to about 4, and position guys do as well, so it's kind of a kind of come and go day as you need. Uh, so as you can imagine, certain guys that have had have played a lot the previous week. That's a that's a big day to kind of let their bodies recover and heal and get treatment and rest and that sort of thing. But it's also a day for guys who want to get stronger, get stronger, and work. But um, anyways, we we made the decision two weeks ago in advance that once we got we knew we knew going into week ten that the start of week twelve we were going to give our guys two days instead of one. So we basically told the guys to take Monday and like get your COVID test, get treatment. Um, There's no optional lift times as far as training and that sort of thing, the facility be open for pitchers to really kind of stay on their, their schedules as need be. But we pretty much told the guys get away, go hang with each other, you know, have some fun, relax, Um, obviously schoolwork and prepare for finals and those types of things, but just, just kind of get away. And um, so we did that on Monday. And then Tuesday was more of our Monday routine that I spoke about earlier, where um, we, it was an off on your own day with an 11 o'clock treatment session with Bree and then one o'clock position player optional lift with a one to four o'clock window in the stadium. But again, it's, it's nothing's mandatory guys, guys, if guys needed two days away, they could take two days away and really recharge and regroup. And I felt like yesterday's yesterday's Wednesday practice which was pretty normal, maybe a tick shorter um, than than previous Wednesday practices, which is our compete day for guys to, uh, you know, for pitchers who need to face hitters and hitters who need at bats to compete and let us, you know, really kind of, you know, um, have a good glimpse of you know who's ready to get into the game. Um, you know, or keep guys sharp for the game, for that matter. I thought it was probably our best Wednesday practice we've had in a number of weeks. And I felt like our Thursday practice today was one of our best Thursday practice, practice we've had in weeks. So um, again, sort of a long winded answer there for Brian, but um, you know, I heard, and I'll just, I'll finish with this. Uh, I think in 2000, 2015 university of Virginia won the college world series and Brian O'Connor who's a, who's a very, very respected coach, and in our game, um, I heard him speak at the 2016 national um, ABCA convention, and they had been to the college world series previous years. And um, somebody asked him, they said, what, you know, what was the difference between the team that won it in 15 versus the team that lost it in 14 versus the other teams prior that had gone to Omaha and not won it. Cause he'd been there a few times. And it was really stuck out to me. He said a lot of great things at that convention, but one thing that really stuck out to me, he said that after they lost in 14 to Vanderbilt, the previous year in the national championship, his players came up to him and they said, you know, he said what he asked them after the number two team in the country and they're the next to last team standing, they said to him, you know, they sat down with players and said, what do we need to do to get over the hump? What do we need to do to get better? And the players said, coach, you know, we practice so hard. We practice so hard from August, September, October, we train, we practice, we go, and it helps us to a certain point. And then, but I, but there's a phase of the year where those players that just came came up short in 14 told him that, you know, they almost wished that they had, had conserved a little bit more energy for the stretch run. And that always stuck with me. Um it always stuck with me that a coach that had been so successful in Brian O'Connor, you know, who, who is the, is the national runner, you know, national runner up in the college world series is one still looking for ways to get better. And that stuck out to me. And then, and then two had the audacity to really listen to his players and, 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 and take to heart what they were saying and, and apply it the next year. And so he said, you know what we did? We, we, you know, we did, we gave, we gave our guys more off, you know, more off days and we, we practiced for less time. And when we did practice, we went hard, but we went short. And again, long-winded answer for Brian, but it's something that we put a lot of thought into. And um, we think there's a lot of value in at this phase of the year, which we're kind of, we're in like the third, the third trimester of the, of the season, uh, you know, I guess you could call it seriously. I mean, we are, if it's a, if it's a 14 week regular season, you know, we're, we're in the the latter third um, to where you kind of tear down and, you know, I don't, you know, our guys need quality reps over quantity and I want to look out on the field Friday night and, and see a group of guys that is fresh and energized and not worn down and, and tired from practice. So we put a lot of thought into those things. Um, and eric mckibben our director of of baseball performance he is a tremendous help with that
2: yeah i looked back at it after after it happened uh being in it i kind of overlooked it but it looked like we played 10 games in in 12 days um and eight of those against top 25 uh team, top 25 opponents and, uh, and then you had two road rivalry games i guess you'd say um mixed in there uh, so that was that was that was a tough stretch, uh, and we ended up six to four in that stretch. And I think it, it we're only get better because of uh, uh, playing a tough stretch like that. And um, like I said, it's kind of like, it was kind of a gauntlet, and we survived. And moving on towards the, the like I said, the last trimester. Um, I guess they say that's the easiest part. But uh, well, Brian got his money's worth on that
0: on that question, and and I'll just say that. The last time some much less two different people used the word trimester in a conversation with me. They weren't talking about baseball. But here we are. A few more comments coming in. Hutch sending out prayers to Dom and also the Gruber family. Uh, Susan, Susan's a big fan. She loves the show, enjoys listening every week. So we <laughs> love having you tune in, Susan. We appreciate you. So let's take a look. Let's let's move let's move further into the third trimester of the season. We're making that a thing now. With the Charlotte 49ers Grand Slam Club, look at the week ahead. We got Marshall rolling in here for four games. The Thundering Herder coming in Friday at 6, doubleheader on Saturday starting at 1 o'clock and a finale on Sunday at 1 o'clock her coming in at 8 and 28, 4 and 20 in Conference USA. Uh, it's easy to maybe kind of start to overlook that, but I do want to point out to anybody who had noticed they did split with Louisiana Tech down in Ruston just a couple of weeks ago. So these guys are dangerous despite that 229 RPI rating. So, not to be taken lightly. And anyway, any league game, it doesn't matter. League opponents are dangerous. It just doesn't matter who they are. So, Coach Woody, what are what are your thoughts heading into uh, heading into the weekend against Marshall?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, you said it. They, um, they they took two games from one of the best teams in our conference in Louisiana Tech at their place. Uh, Coach Wagner, I believe he was Conference USA Coach of the Year in 2016, if I'm not mistaken. So you know, they're going to be well coached and, um, you know, they've been practicing on our field here this evening and, you know, you kind of get a first look at practice. They're a physical club. We've watched, we've watched a good amount of film on them already. They've got, they've got some, some arms that can run it up there pretty good. And they've got some different looks out of the bullpen. I think they're starting three righties, but they've got some really good lefties out of their bullpen that are going to be a challenge for us. So you know, to your point, I mean, it's Conference USA. It's number five RPI league in college baseball at this point. And it's, uh, there's no let up. So we're, uh, you know, coming off of what I, I think are two of our best practices of the year. And, I'm, you know, excited for our guys to have the opportunity to compete and, and get after it. But, you know, Marshall's going gonna to be really, really tough this weekend. So start tomorrow smart night.
0: you've been even you've been really accurate uh the last few weeks about saying this weekend is gonna come down to, and and you, the last two weeks you called it you said you went from starting pitching to bullpen from one week to the next
1: mm-hmm.
0: what what's your takeaway this weekend what should fans be what should fans be lock, looking out for this weekend is going to come down to cleanest don't
2: cleanest. give away anything coach don't give away uh, anything
1: it's the cleanest brand. In my, in my opinion, from, from talking, from watching Marshall, from, you know, obviously knowing our team very well and, and uh, kind of all those things combined, it's just the team that makes the fewest mistakes is going to win. You know, the team, the team that, um, you know, doesn't beat themselves, that doesn't open, that doesn't open the door for their opponent is going to, is going to be successful. So for us to have the weekend, you know, the game tomorrow night that we want to have and the weekend we want to have, you know, we have to, you know, play our brand. When we play our best, it's, you know, I describe it to the guys. I'll just tell you all, it's, 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 we try to be suffocating. We try to be suffocating in terms of um, on the mound with applying the pressure and making teams hit us because I think we have the, the lowest opponent batting average in Conference USA and lead Conference USA in strikeouts. Uh, you know, we try to be suffocating in the batter's box with you know swinging at pitches with less than two strikes that we're capable of driving on the base paths. Um, we're capable of putting runners in motion and executing small ball when we feel like we need to. And, you know, defensively uh, when the ball is put in play and we're capable of getting it out, we do that. So, you know, again, I think when, you know, the team, the team in this series um, that does that the best will come out on top.
2: Yeah, and we got i believe we only got two more uh, home series left in the season. It's our last <laughs> conference home series. And uh if you have the opportunity to get out to the Hayes, uh, I know there's, they're selling tickets to uh season ticket holders and the Grand Slam Club members. Um if you have the opportunity to get out to the Hayes, this is a great shot. You'll have two more weekends, so uh go ahead and make make your plans to be at the Hayes this weekend. It went by really fast, didn't it?
1: That's a good thing.
0: Imagine. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, it just, it just went by really fast. So, and I'll um, Kevin, you touched on it uh, earlier and, and we, we brought it up um, a little change in the rotation going Bryce McGowan are scheduled to go Bryce McGowan uh, tomorrow night in his normal, normal Friday night spot, Andrew Lindsay in game one on Saturday, and then Spencer Geesting in game two on Saturday with Sunday being TBA. Um, so a little bit different look for you guys, coach. And I know you, you, spoke about Spencer and how much, much he earned it, um, earned that opportunity, but, um, you gotta feel pretty good with, with Bryce up at the top. And then really, I mean, the, the last few weekends of Andrew Lindsey have been, been fantastic. So that's, that's not a bad one, two combination.
1: No, it's, it's, uh, I'm excited about all, all three of them, you know, and, uh, and Brooksie Brooksie's likely to start game four, but. You know, we feel like it's important to, with his workload that he had this past weekend, we could get him in there out of the bullpen earlier. Um, and we're not going to hold out, we're not going to hold out a pitcher that we think is capable of helping us win uh, games one, two, or three when we feel like he's available. So, um, Rooksy will be, you know, potentially ready to start or come out of the bullpen for us this weekend.
0: You had something in the in the in the uh, game notes for this week. You had something similar to say about uh, about Austin Moroses as well. I believe that that you were looking to get him back out there um, sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'm just
1: a big believer in that. I'm a big believer when guys have outings that uh, are frustrating, and you know we you know, they know and we know that they're capable of more. Uh, one of the best things you can do is just get them back out there. And um, Austin threw an electric bullpen on um, on Wednesday. Uh, I think he was up to 95 in that bullpen. It was just, you know, you could just see the look, you could just see the look on his on his face that that he's he's hungry to get back in there. And, you know, so I, I, I think I think it's gonna be a lot of fun, you know, having him come in to, out of the bullpen for us uh tomorrow, you know, and or when he's needed.
0: Okay. Well, let's, let's uh, spend a, just a moment here talking about conference USA and then we're going to get you guys your, your very first pro Niners update of the week since minor league baseball has started. So we're going to give you guys some updates on some of those guys. I know people have been asking about, um, but this is pretty simple. Um, the the Niners are sitting there at at 18 and six in the league. And so is Louisiana tech. And, um, we just need to keep winning (laughs) ballgames old dominion 17 and seven uh southern miss is 16 and seven and those are the four teams there's four teams competing for for four spots up in the four top seeds in the in the league and i mean again coach this might be a little bit of a fan thing to say here and, and you can you can tell me how i really need to be thinking about this but um louisiana tech's gonna be on their home field if if they're one. We want to be two. And if I mean, we want to. If they're one, we want them to. So I mean, if you're playing a team in the conference tournament on their home field, you're playing for a title, right? Am I am I thinking about that the right way?
1: Yeah, no. I mean, it's uh, yeah, you're, think, you're
0: thinking the right way. But again, like um, Marshall, I know. I know. <laughs> every week, I do this to you. Every week, but these are the things. You know, yeah. See, you lay awake thinking about Austin Morose's bullpen session, uh, and and I lie awake thinking about conference tournament seedings. And oh gosh, what if you know? What if we we want to be we don't we want to be opposite in the opposite bracket with Louisiana Tech on our home field? See, that's the thing
1: I think about. Well, you get you get you get to those you get to those places in my opinion by again. We've we said before like we can't stand a half court and dribble the clock out. We've got to. We've got to keep keep driving to the hole. We've got to keep, you know, you know, we've got to keep playing our game and attacking the game. And where it lands us, that's where it lands us.
0: You're right. You're absolutely right. Here are the key matchups the weekend, uh, folks. Um, obviously Marshall at Charlotte. That's as as Woody so eloquently stated, we're focused on Marshall. So Marshall at Charlotte. Um, Old Dominion travels to to San Antonio. Uh that's one, a long road trip. And two, we know San Antonio is a pretty good ball club because we got a close up look at them. Uh, here in in Charlotte a few weeks ago, so that's that'll be a series to keep your eye on. Uh, Middle Tennessee coming into to USM. I'm not sure how much fight uh, or how much uh, ability Middle Tennessee is going to have against Southern Miss, but we'll point out Southern Miss dropped a dropped a midweek game at home to uh, who was Southeastern. Southeastern, I think. Anyway, they sure, dropped really a midweek. Southeastern
1: Louisiana has really good program.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Louisiana Tech at FIU. Uh, we we went we know FIU from going down there um, so that's you know anytime you're stepping onto somebody else's field that's you know you, you got your work cut out for you so um, another weekend of not only watching baseball folks but scoreboard watching um, yeah I, I know Woody you won't be watching the scoreboard from from inside the dugout but. You know, just if you if you get curious about anything, just holler up there in the stands. We'll we'll be following. It. We'll tell you if you like. Hey, hey, well, you got a score. You know, you got a score on on Old Dominion. We'll we'll tell you. We'll fix you up. So let's, uh, as promised, let's let's go back to this, Kevin, because we got we, we want to give everybody sort of a a reset on on our guys in the minors, and a lot has changed. Well, I mean, a lot has changed about minor league baseball, and their season was, was washed out last year for all the reasons that everybody already knows. Um, and then on top of that, there were just changes to the structure of minor league baseball over the off season. So a ton has changed. Um, but we, we do, we do have some guys in the minors still, and we want to, want to, we'll keep you updated on them from week to week, but Kevin, why don't we just kind of go through and get some updates on, on what these guys are up to this year?
2: All right. Uh, like I said, a lot of changes. Um, a lot of affiliates were were shifted around, and um, this week a lot of assignments came out. Um, I'll go through the assignments here. Uh, Zach Jarrett, he's up in Double A Bowie this this year. He uh, spent a little bit of time there in 2019, um, but uh, he's starting there this year as, as a full time. I think he's playing left field for him this year. Uh, Josh I'll yet, yeah my it has been a while since we said that you're you're out of practice um, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had it down for a while, but yeah, I got a little rusty. He, uh, he's in, he's in high A Hudson Valley with the Yankees. Um, he hasn't gotten a start yet, but I, he was projected in their starting rotation. Uh, Colton Laws, he's high a with Toronto and Vancouver. Uh, I think he pitched there and then when they were low a, um, in his first year out of, out of college, um, he was listed on the 60-day uh, injured list, so we'll keep an eye on that. Um, Netzer, he was uh, listed on the uh, restricted list by the Portland Sea Dogs, uh this week. Um, TJ um last week he was released by the Orioles. And Reese Hampton, uh, after the minor league spring training, was released by the Tigers. So, um, And Harris, Yett, uh, before the season started, he retired from, from baseball with the Orioles, so um, that's our, our update for our, where our guys are, are sitting now and, uh, looking forward to the season.
0: You know, I'll, I'll, um, I'll, minor league baseball players, we've talked about this on the show in years past. I mean, those guys, I mean, and obviously we're, we're sitting here talking to a, a former minor league baseball player, uh, on the show, um. It's a rough life. <laughs> I mean, the 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 pay and the conditions and everything and then everything that happened to them last year. I can't imagine how those guys, you know, and in talking to a lot of talking to those guys, their organizations are basically like, hey, we'll just just work out. And be ready when we call you. I mean, left on their own, um, less than ideal circumstances for everybody on top of minor league baseball kind of being a less than ideal circumstance for players. Um, so we're just hoping for the best for these guys. I will tell you um, and, and really I'll, I'll give an boy to Harris yet. Uh, he did walk away from the game. Uh, talk to his dad that week, real simple. He got a fantastic job offer <laughs> for a chance to, he, he Harris graduated, uh, got his degree uh, in business and got a job offer and said, you know what, that sounds like a pretty good paycheck and I'm going to do that. So, you know, not, not all, not all pro Niners are pro in baseball. So boy Harris for, for getting your career started. Um, Reese, I know we saw Reese was posting um, a video on, on Instagram. He's still working out. So hopefully Reese is, is going to look to, to get something going. Um, TJ, TJ seems to have taken that whole thing in stride, which is not surprising because TJ just rolls with, with the punches or whatever. So I don't, TJ, if you're, if you happen to hear this, let you know, get up with us, let us know what's going on and everything. Um, and then, you know, it, Kevin, Kevin and I, we, we deal with this every year, sometimes getting information out of the minor leagues, especially in spring training is just, it's, it's really hard to do. So we'll keep you guys as updated as we can, but I think Zach's on the field right now for Bowie. I think they're, they're playing right now. He's, uh, yeah, I believe he is.
2: Yeah, he was. The, the Bay Sox need the to. They're on the road. Game.
0: Yeah, they're on the road to Altoona. The Bay Sox need to up their Twitter game. They don't even tweet a lineup out, which makes it hard to find out. It, it, basically, right now, it's hard to find out on Bay Sox Twitter. It's hard to find out about anybody other than Adley Rutschman, which, you know, I don't blame them for that. But can, can you get us a lineup? We just want to see Zach Come, I mean, come on. Hook <sighs> us up here.
2: Okay, so. Coach, we got an interesting story, uh, kind of along the same lines. I know you don't watch a lot of Major League Baseball, but uh, last night, I do. Uh, Baltimore Orioles – I
1: watch the big
2: Oh, you do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, last night, uh, John Means from the Baltimore Orioles threw a no hitter, and I saw that he had worked out at P3, uh, which we have a great connection with. And uh, so I looked it up and I came across an article talking about P3, how we went to P3 in the offseason to work on a changeup, and saw. One of our coaches, Austin Miney, uh, helped him out quite a bit with uh, working on that changeup in the off season. Uh, anything you can speak of on that, and um, anything you know of that story? sounded uh, pretty interesting from what I read.
1: He just sounds like he sounds like the nicest person. He sounds like the best guy. Um, you know, I think there's a lot there's a lot out there on social about about his father um, passing, and um, you, know, you know, so you're just happy. You're so happy for him on that but the, the 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 cool thing for me was i had no idea what was going on and i'm sitting up here i'm, I'm up in the office after practice yesterday and coach miney and coach mckibben are are on the, the couches here and they're like turn on the game turn on the game and this you know i'm like what game are you guys you know excited about and they're like it's the game of the day it's 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 game of the day it's free you can pull it up on the app and uh I'm like which game are you watching they're like they're like orioles like means pitching and then um I'm like, okay, awesome, man. You guys seem really excited, like, like, you know, more excited than normal. And uh, I'm like, um, I'm like, what's he got? He's got no hitter or something. And uh, they look at me. They're like, coach. <laughs> 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 hey, hey. <laughs> like, they gave me this look like you did not just say that. And I was like, yeah, I was like, what's he got no hitter going? And uh, and then they're just like, they didn't say anything. They're like, I was like. <laughs> and they go and they go it's the ninth and um I was like man hope I didn't screw that one up uh <laughs> and so they were all watched they were sitting right here watching and and you know like fist pumping every out and fortunately I didn't I didn't jinx it and uh you know once once they you know I think the last year of the game was a left on left off-speed pitch away that from the camera angle looked like might've flared into shallow left off, off the bat. But, and so you you could, you could see their reaction of, Oh, and they were like, no. And then they were like, yes, like super fire. Like, and they were like, they were so fired up. They were like, you could tell it was like, you know, really, really strong connection. Those guys, I mean, but that's when you're in the trenches, you know, when you're in the trenches with these guys training them and, and coaching them and then they do something like that. I mean, there's there's it's such a it's got to be such a cool feeling so it was neat for me to see that all unfold here in the office um
0: you didn't know what you were in for did you i know no i had no idea i was like
1: you guys so excited out it. there just like you know they're usually in good moods and stuff but they were like they were like giddy about turning on this game um you know it was just really cool it was cool seeing those guys get all fired you know so fired up for for that and then you know, afterwards they were just talking about how great of a great of a guy he is and, and good of a dude. So, um, really cool.
0: I'm glad he pulled it off for for all the reasons you just stated. But I'm also glad he pulled it off for your sake, Coach. Because, I mean, if if that had gone down,
1: it was a, it was a bit of a dice roll on my part. Really, just just jumping the gun. Um, but,
0: I, I bet next time you'll just say, "Really, what's going on?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You can tell
1: something. You can tell something different was going on. I probably shouldn't have said that though.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, it's all right. You got you got away with it. You got away with it. Yep. All right, we're getting ready to get ready to get Coach Woody out the door here. Uh, we did we did hear from Don. He says Go Niners, and that the Niners are putting wow. Arden on the map. I guess he's he is referring specifically to Butch and, and Aaron, uh, both out of Arden. So we, Arden, we
1: are Arden strong.
0: Yeah. Yep. I did. I mean, the folks in Arden probably think they're already on the map, but here we are doing our part to to promote Arden and T C Robertson, which uh was also um oh Kevin Dom um Camarada also Dominic Camarada was also TC Robertson from a few years ago. So TC Robertson's big good to the Niners over the years, continues to be. All right, so. Let's go ahead and start wrapping this thing up, uh, Coach Woody. We always offer you the last thoughts here on heading into the weekend. So get tell Niner Nation what they need to hear ahead of this home home series with Marshall.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it's a uh, it's an exciting it's an exciting weekend for us. Um, we've got uh, we've got some pretty cool pregame ceremonies. So you know, for all the friends and family members who are who are able to get out today's, you know, try to get there a little bit earlier. Then, then, then first pitch times because on Saturday, um, before the double header, twelve thirty-five, so about about twenty-five minutes before first pitch, um, we're going to honor all of our graduates, uh, which is which is great. And uh, Mark Verberg and our academic support has set up a really cool event um, involving the chancellor being on the field and uh, and honoring our graduates. And I'll just run through them here, which are um, Todd Elwood, Ryan Chanskowski, Craig Keichel. Carson Johnson, Nick Turnbull, Jackson Boss, Matt Brooks, Trey Starnes, Jacob Whitley, Andrew Roach, and Colby Bruce are all all graduating um, this semester or this summer um, from Charlotte. And so they'll be honored with the chancellor at 1235, um, 25 minutes before first pitch, which will be really cool. And then uh, Sunday is senior day, which we moved up uh, – one, because it's Mother's Day and we thought that that would be nice to have, have all the moms involved. But also two, um, just trying to give us a little bit of cushion in case something crazy happens with, with the Wilmington series. Um, you know, if something crazy happens with the Wilmington series, then there's not much of a buffer as far as honoring our seniors. So we wanted to try to make sure that, you know, I think, I don't think there's more a more deserving uh, senior class either here or anywhere in the country as far as everything they've been through in the last two years, um, you know, to get to this point. So, Senior Day will be a very special day, and that'll be 15 minutes prior to first pitch on Sunday, uh, where we'll be honoring Todd Elwood, Ryan Chanskowski, Craig Keichel, Carson Johnson, and Nick Turnbull. So, um, which I also mentioned is Mother's Day. So, um, you know, some some nice ceremonies before, before the first pitch on those days. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it'll be an emotional day for a lot of people is, like I said, there's been, you know, these guys, these guys have been through a lot. You know, I'll, 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 you know, I can't, I can't imagine being in these guys shoes the last, uh, you know, 14 months really, since they found out their season was canceled last year. So those are my final thoughts. I'm excited. I'm excited to honor these, these individuals, these guys, they deserve it.
0: That's great stuff, coach. I mean, and, you know, that's something kind of like we referred to earlier, talking about all the all the different things that these guys have to deal with, and in, in addition to when the outside world comes in, um, and and you know whether it's you know family issues or whatever happened, um, that's really what we're doing here. I mean, we love baseball, we love the Niners, but when you see young men getting degrees, I mean, that's really what we're doing here. Yep. And and when you're, at, I don't care what you're doing out there, if you're you're um, donate to the grand slam club or buying a ticket or whatever you're supporting young men who are getting degrees. And that's, you know, it's easy to to lose that in when you're talking to talk about national rankings and, you know, tournament bids and all that stuff. But that's what we're really talking about here is young men earning degrees. And that's, that's just phenomenal. So yeah, it's,
1: it's, you know, looking at these names, uh, you know, I'll highlight Nick Turnbull because Nick Turnbull was one of the first commitments that we that we committed as a coaching staff. And um, gosh, we have all these all these guys are amazing people and, and love coaching them. And and um, you know they're they they've done amazing things for us in this program over the years. Um, like I said, even with you know Coach Hibbs and and their coaching staff, and now with us and. Um, but I'll highlight Nick Turnbull because I remember sitting up here in the office with Nick and, and his dad on their visit and we told them the same thing that we tell every player that we recruit to Charlotte, which is um, we tell you know we talk about a lot of things, right? Like we talk about a lot of things when we stand and we offer a player and his family an opportunity to, to come to Charlotte and join our program. but there, there's there's two promises there's two promises that every player and family must make if they, if they choose to come to Charlotte and play baseball here. And one first and foremost is um, you have to, you have to promise our coaching staff that you're going to get your degree. And that can be, that can be within, you know, early, less than four years. It can be four years. It can be four and a half years. You can go play professional baseball, big league baseball for 10 years. And then come back, whatever it may be, You know, the first thing you have to promise if you choose to come here is that you're going to is that you're going to get your degree one day and um, it doesn't matter when, you know, and and we'll help you. We'll give you all the support you need to achieve and accomplish that because that degree is going to carry you uh, long after your baseball career. Like I said, even if you're a 10 year big leaguer and you're done playing at 35 years old, you still you're still got a long, long life ahead of you where you're going to need that degree. So we talk about those things that every time we offer a player a scholarship. And then on, on top of the second thing that they have to promise us is that they're going to they're pour everything they have in, into helping us get to the college world series. And you do that by, you know, by having high character and being humble and being accountable and being relentless and being loyal and, and all those things that, that, you know, we talk about daily in our, in our program. Um, but those are the only two promises you make you know, to our coaching staff. If you do those two, if you do those two things, you know, you're going to be very, very, you're going to be very, very successful here because you're going to, you know, you, all of your choices and your decisions will fall in line with those two, those two promises. And, you know, I give all, I give these, all of these players credit that we've, we've mentioned here. And we'll honor this weekend because, you know, they've, they've lived those things and they've done those things. And our coaching staff is is very, very proud.
0: Man. I don't think you can say any better than that. <laughs> that's fantastic. That 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 gets me fired up. I mean, it's not baseball per se, but that's just life, man. That's just that's fantastic. We're talking talking life goals here. All right, folks. Uh, one last comment. Feet Feet Davis jumped back in here. Hashtag straight out of Arden. So he's he's given he's given Arden its props. The mean streets of Arden. So Feet Feet must have spent some time in Arden. I think maybe. So let's get ready to jump on Marshall, shall we? Big weekend at the Hayes, four games. If you can get out there, do so. Um, If you're at the park and you run into us, say hello. We love that stuff. If not, drop us a line on social media. We love interacting with you folks. It's the relationships that make all this so much fun. So, again, say hello. We love talking to you folks. All right. Until next time, we're out of here. It's time to jump on Marshall. Let's get some W's against the Thundering Herd. And until next time, we're going to see you at the Hayes.
1: You're not.